The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, seekers, mystics, keepers of the flame. You have tuned once again to... The Open Door Radio Show. Isn't that great? I love your voice, Terry. <laughs> yes, indeed. You have found the Open Door Radio Show, which is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, where we strive to be clear window panes of God's Word, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And today we are joined by Reverend David Dry. Tom and Terry, my favorite time of the week to be with the two of you. Well, it's, it's great having you back. You've become an old friend. You're, you're one of the fixtures in our studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are going to be continuing today our series on angels, particularly the great archangels. And we begin with our Archangel Michael, who most people know. He's certainly the most, um, I wouldn't say popular necessarily, but he's certainly the most well-known among many Eastern and Western religious and spiritual disciplines, con- you know, Everybody knows who he is. He's on the top of cathedrals. He's on the top of mosques. He's on the top of temples. He's, he's everywhere. Tall columns. Tall columns <laughs> is indeed. Well, you know, we asked this question last week, and we'll probably revisit this again every week, too, because if these shows stand alone, you might want to know, why are there angels? Where do they come from? What do they do? And David, I thought I'd throw that one to you. <clears throat> well, thank you, Tom. You know, the Ascended Masters teach us that the angelic kingdom is one of the three kingdoms of God. And the first kingdom is the kingdom of the Elohim and the elementals. And so when we understand and ask the question, how was everything created? The Elohim were the creators of form. And this is what we, we read about in the, in the book of Genesis. You know, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. And the word uh, created all things that we have, and so the Elohim brought forth the world of form, and then the elementals, which are part of the and which are part of the Elohimic kingdom, mm-hmm. you know, the builders of form, you know, the the elementals, the gnomes, the sylphs, the undines, and the fire salmoners, also created by God to create this, you know, this physical universe that we deal with. Now, and, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I mean, this is what we often refer to as the matter right. universe. There is also right. the spiritual universe. Right. And I think, you know, for all of us, you know, those on the radio show and, and most of mankind today, you know, we're so affiliated with the spiritual, I mean, not the spiritual world, but the physical world. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of another world, a, a world in a higher vibrating, you know, place, a spiritual world often is a very difficult thing for us to comprehend right. because, you know, for us, we need proof. You know, we want to see it and feel it and mm-hmm. experience it in some fashion. And so, um, you know, we know about the elementals. We know we've learned about that through Walt Disney and through many people that can see the elementals, children, adults, uh, lots of stories. You know, Tinkerbell is one of my favorite. And so, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of great understanding for that. The angelic kingdom, you know, people ask the question, where did the angels come from? Well, God created the angels really to be the, you know, the helpmates of his sons. And so if you take, you know, what what does angel actually mean? The masters talk about this being an angle of God's consciousness. Mm-hmm. And so in the angelic kingdom, there is a hierarchy. And, and of course, we know about the archangels as being responsible for each of the seven rays, Archangel Michael being responsible for the first ray of God's, which is God's will, God's power, the blue ray. Mm-hmm. So he, he is responsible. He's like, the, you know, known as the captain of the angels, responsible for great legions that are under him, as, as are many of the archangels as well. There are more archangels than just the seven rays that we know of. Now, uh, David, uh, in, in that regard, and again, we won't go into this in great detail right now, but when we talk about these various echelons, if you will, we have the cherubim, the seraphim, we've got all these principalities, thrones, dominions, you know, I mean, it goes on. I mean, they're, they're choirs of angels. 
And so we know that there are many, 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 and they all have specific functions. And you started to allude to this. And the reason I kind of stopped you was I wanted to make sure we make this point is that the angels are here to help us to realize our divine potential. They are ministers. They minister to us by God's direction. Right. And I think the other thing, too, which is which is probably the great revelation of the teachings of the Brotherhood of the Ascended Masters is that what they teach us is that we can actually call to them, invite them to be a part of our mm-hmm. life, uh, use their their, um, you know, their mastery of the inner planes to be able to help us <clears throat> overcome many, many things. And we'll, we'll talk more about that. I think the thing that that as I thought about this show, you know, what could we possibly share with everyone to give you a sense of the majesty of the angelic <laughs> kingdom. You know, I, I for, for many years, I was fascinated with this concept of angelic clouds. And you see these out pictured in the sky all oh, over the world. Yeah. And people say, don't you know, these look like angels. And you, you see these various different, you know, shots that are shared on, you know, throughout the internet, throughout Facebook and so forth. And so we learned that the elemental kingdom out pictures the angels as they pass by. And so you see them in these angelic clouds. And so I have, I've been collecting these photographs from all over the world as I've traveled. And so this is just one example of the various different kingdoms of, kingdoms of God you know, happening, and yet we as mankind in general have not awakened to that and really understood that. And so that's what I love about this teaching, Indeed. Of this great interfacing between these different kingdoms of God. Well, and because we have a Holy Christ self, we have the ability, the privilege, if you will, to command angels, and they will not abrogate our free will. I mean, they will, they wait to be asked to help us. They don't simply just dive in and say, oh, there's a situation I need to take care of. But, you know, we have these great beings at our command it's it's awesome and it's humbling you know what i find so fascinating is how quickly they they respond they literally in at light speed so if you're let's say you see an accident about to happen or something and you just we've got this phrase you know archangel michael help me help me help me or just archangel michael and boom he's there i mean it's that Mm -hmm. quick Mm -hmm. there's no time and space when you think about the angelic kingdom you know you've heard the the quote you know how many angels can you put on the head of a pen? <laughs> well, you know, angels don't occupy time and space, so the answer, the answer is infinite. Yeah. I'll wrap your mind around that, you <laughs> yeah. know. So mm-hmm. the whole purpose of the path and the whole purpose of this journey, you know, as we're taking and trying to understand our Holy Christ self, the I Am Presence, you know, what is God's plan for each one of us, the angels actually help us walk through this and help us to yeah. broaden our awareness, open our hearts, open our minds, and, you know, and Archangel Michael, of course, he's there to really protect us all the way home. Well, indeed, you know, we have said many times that the goal of life is the ascension. And the angels are there to help us make that happen. It's really remarkable. You know, we see this image. You were talking about clouds of angels a moment ago. And mm-hmm. we've also heard images of sitting on the hillsides, mm-hmm. just waiting, just waiting to waiting. serve. I mean, they're just waiting to come to our assistance in any way that is lawful. You know, so I think it's great to think about our path, our journey. We're never alone. You know, we have this. We we have cadres of helpmates, angels, elementals, who are there, as you said, Terry, in an instant. Yeah. In yeah. less time than that, a and, nanosecond. And, you know, and nowadays, with uh, with so many dangerous things happening on the planet, Ooh. in the morning when I make certain prayers and calls, you know, I call for legions and legions of angels to protect certain people and situations and things like that. I don't think that's too big a call because. Is is it, I, David? Well, first of all, there's first of all, there's no there's no uh, you know right or wrong about the size of your call, the numbers yeah. of legions and so forth. I think you know you could ask for every angel in heaven and they would respond. Yeah, <laughs> and, or you could just ask for your guardian angel. You know, so you have one to infinity and everything in between. Well, you know, I, I have a question yeah. to ask you, David, yeah. too, about um, consistency of our calls and our prayers. When we're doing, and we call this blue flame protection when we're appealing to Archangel Michael because he does, uh, he serves on the first ray, which is the, the blue ray, the throat chakra, where we have, you know, our ability to command. But if we are consistent in our preparation for each day, where we're making calls to Archangel Michael to protect us, to prepare us for whatever is coming, then when things happen, suddenly we may not even know that he's there to help us. We might not know that that deer we didn't hit, we might have come a lot closer had we not been making those calls. So we are building up a momentum, if you will. 
Is that fair to say? It's very important, Tom. And in fact, Archangel Michael said in a dictation, if you give 20 minutes of devotions to me every day, that I will build a momentum of protection for you. And that will, and I will be there for you at the end of your life, at the end of your service, you know, to assist you in your ascension. And so it's a promise of his, you know, his protection, his love for our souls, uh, the fact that this is his mission. And mm-hmm. so he loves nothing more than to be able to carry out his mission in which God created him for as well as all of his angels. So this is a very important thing. And of course, yeah. in our daily devotions, you know, we give 20 minutes to 24 minutes every morning of our prayers to Archangel Michael, 40, 40 repetitions of a particular dec- decree to Archangel Michael. And I think all of us, you know, we have phenomenal stories about how we felt the intervention of the mm-hmm. angels. And we also have tremendous stories throughout history of where people have felt the intercession of the angels to protect them and have actually seen this, you know, with their inner sight. Uh, their intercession. Yeah. Well, I think before the show began, you were kind of recalling a story you'd heard about somebody who had been in the Vietnam War who was, um, well, you can tell the story basically. Well, it's an amazing story. You know, when I first found the teachings, I I met a number of people that that, uh, knew Mark Prophet very well. And one of them was was a very sweet, lovely man who had been in the army and he was in a fire base in Vietnam. And he had gotten up in the morning and given his prayers and calls to Archangel Michael, put on his tube of light. And then he and two friends of where he was walking in the middle were walking across his firebase when the Viet Cong started lobbing mortars into the firebase and the shell exploded directly in front of him. And he was not injured at all, at mm-hmm. all. And his two friends lost their lives. And so he told me that story and what that meant to him. And, and there are other stories, of course, that Mark Prophet has told about various people who have given their tube of light, you know, sometimes for hours on end. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our members who was actually, um, you know, sentenced to be executed because of a coup in his country. He was a bishop in our church, a, a minister in our church, and he was giving his tube of light and calls Archangel Michael nonstop for hours and hours. And they took him out and lined him up to execute him with a number of others. And the bullets just bounced off of his tube of light. <laughs> and so th- these are true stories that actually happened and yeah. so you know I think you know we, we've always been saying you know try the spoken word prove the law you know if you don't ask Archangel Michael to come into life into your life if you don't request that or you don't give these prayers and calls God can't intercede so why not try it yeah <laughs> and, you know I think that expect the miraculous is not too much to to just put into your consciousness yeah right you know well um we got actually a little bit more time here. I kind of, you, yeah. Well, I was it's thinking. It's amazing how these things go so fast. I'm looking up at the clock and thinking, whoa. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking, you know, when you think about some of the times in history, you know, I was just reliving this trip I took to Italy. There's actually a place in Italy. It's called the Mount of St. Michael, the Mount of St. Angelo. And it's this beautiful uh, cathedral, not a cathedral, but it's a chapel that's built on top of a hill. And in, in, underneath it is a cave. And in the 15th century, there was a boy who was herding cattle and one of his cows disappeared and he wandered after this cow into this cave and here before him was this great archangel this great visitation and so this cave has now become a shrine for the last 550 years and there's a beautiful altar inside of it and the chapel was built on top of it and so people travel from all over the world who are part of the of the catholic and christian faith and other other pilgrims to go to this place where archangel michael supposedly had this you know very personal physical visitation to this shepherd boy i've been in the cave i've witnessed the mass that's, that's served there mm-hmm. and and there's more you know many people were taking you know pebbles out of the cave and so people the catholics were afraid that the cave would disappear so now there's a very <laughs> structured way of you can you can still get a little pebble as a souvenir but the point i'm making in all of this mm-hmm. is that the radiation the devotion how it feels you know this great love for this archangel and his intercession is very profound well i i I hear that fully i want to say before we go to break that archangel michael to translate his name means who is like god and his compliment divine compliment twin flame if you will is faith and um the color is blue we said that before he serves on the first ray which is the ray of god power and if you think of nothing else think of archangel michael as this great captain general he's the vanquisher he's i mean he's everything he started out as an elemental that's and we'll so talk amazing. about this in the in the final segment of our show today please stay around for this too we're going to just briefly touch on the fact that archangel michael started out guarding a blade of grass he became the captain of the lord's host so, i mean there's <laughs> there's quite a story there well it shows you the great mercy of the kingdom of god Indeed. it shows you the great opportunity in the kingdom of god and it shows that with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Well, we're going to be um, listening to, in our upcoming segment, part of a lecture from Elizabeth Clare Prophet on how to contact and how to work with angels. 
And in particular, she reminds us that archangels are the captains or hierarchs of the angelic hosts. So we'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door. Brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. Now, the angels are here to help us evolve spiritually. And Elizabeth Clare Prophet begins where, she, where we began, which is together in the mind of God with our twin flame. And how far have we come since then? How do we get back to where we started And what roles do angels play in that process? Let's find out. Archangels are the captains or hierarchs of the angelic hosts. They preside over what are called the seven rays. You can see the seven rays in the seven rings of the great causal body that surrounds the I Am Presence. Those are actually spheres of light. Your I Am Presence and causal body as one is a replica of the spheres of light that surround the spiritual physical center of our spirit and matter cosmos that we cannot even see. It is called the great central sun. And so these spheres of color bands are worlds within worlds. You were created in the beginning in the image of the father, mother, God, male and female as twin flames. So you are one half of a divine whole and your other half maybe sitting next to you or across on the other side of the earth or across the solar systems. Because of our willfulness and making much karma, we have often separated from our twin flames for thousands of years, which is why we understand and how we understand a certain inner loneliness, a certain sense that we are not with the one that we love most that is the other half of ourself that we have lost that one somewhere and we must find that one. The poem of Angeline is a story of the search for the twin flame. 
Twin flames then go forth as individual people, sometimes one is the male, sometimes the other, going forth through all of these spheres of light and finally descending to a level of embodiment, physical embodiment. And so in earlier golden ages, people never descended as low as we are today. They remained in octaves of light and perfection. They didn't buy the forbidden fruit of fallen angels or of evil. They resisted the temptations that our forebears and we did not resist. And therefore, they remained in levels of perfection and ascended back to God without ever having made negative karma. These races are called root races, and they are certain bands of souls, perhaps millions, many millions of souls, who go out from the central sun in light epochs. And this has been going on as the ages have gone forth and as they have returned again to the central sun. So these seven rays denote seven planes of consciousness, and the seven archangels occupy each one of them with their divine complement, one of those seven rays. The divine complement of an archangel is known as an archaea, and the plural is archaei. Archangels, as I have said, are emanations of God. They are the direct extensions of God. They embody the fullness of the presence of God. When we understand that, we can understand the mystery of Exodus, which explains that Moses looked and he saw in the bush that burned but was not consumed an angel of the Lord. And then pretty soon, as it goes on, it is the Lord himself who is speaking to Moses. How did the angel of the Lord become the Lord? I am that I am. It is because an archangel has the stature of being the full presence and embodiment of the living God, of the Almighty One, who is manifest to you in that I am presence. If you visualize the one God as the great central sun, a blazing presence of light, as you understand the unmanifest and manifest God, and you see the rays coming forth from the sun, even as you see these rays on the chart, you can see angels as the ray of light. And you can see that a ray of light actually contains all the fullness of God, even as the proverbial drop in the ocean contains all the elements of the sea. So when you stand in the presence of an archangel, you stand in the presence of God. It is awesome. Archangels are architects. They plan and design what is happening in the entire cosmos, age after age. God uses them to draft the plans for his projects and to execute those plans along with the nature spirits and the manifestation of God as Elohim. Archangels arc God's light to man, to our very heart. They quicken our hearts to convey the divine blueprint. When you know who you are and what you're going to do in life and your course of study, your mission, your profession, your calling, how did you know it? Did you think it up? Well, you might have thought you thunk it up. But in fact, an angel may have arced that light from your I am presence because you are not in exactly the fullest attunement with that I am presence. And arc that awareness, that inner knowingness, that sense, this is what I have to do in this life. This experience actually happened to me. I was 18 years old, and I was standing on the steps of the Christian Science Church in Red Bank, New Jersey, my hometown. I had just come out of church, and I was filled with a light of my meditation upon God. Church to me all of my life was that experience. I couldn't tell what anybody else was doing in their pews, but whenever I got into any church, it really didn't matter which one. I was so filled with a light of God I was simply transported somewhere else. And so I came out of church and I looked at the end of the large step that came out from the front door. It was like a, a large platform. And I saw this light by a pillar. And as I looked, I realized this was the Archangel Gabriel. And I saw him and I was absolutely astounded, and yet not astounded because he surrounded me with his aura and made me feel that it was altogether natural to be seeing an archangel 
And so I stood there, and I felt the power of his mind, and I felt him transmit a message to my mind. And this transmission was so powerful in broad daylight with all the people pouring out of church. I exclaimed out loud in response to the impacting of my mind that I felt. I said, why I have to make my ascension in this life. And then I stood back and I said, what did I just say? No one had ever taught me that anyone else besides Jesus Christ was supposed to make their ascension, to ascend. It was never discussed. Not in the Orthodox churches I'd been to and not in the metaphysical movement that I was into in Christian science. No one ever said that the ascension was the goal of life and there was a course of study and footsteps you had to take and things you had to do and debts you had to balance, and it just didn't happen automatically, as my Christian science teacher told me many years later, well, you don't have to worry about your ascension, it just happens automatically. Nothing happens automatically, and definitely not the most important event of your entire existence on planet Earth, the moment of your soul's ultimate and final reunion with God. The ascension is the goal of your life. And as a matter of fact, it is the Archangel Gabriel who comes to you, whether you are conscious of it or not, comes to your soul and announces to you, this is the lifetime when you can make it. This is the lifetime when... If you do all things well, that door will swing wide and you will attain union with God to go out no more. You will no longer have to return, reincarnating lifetime after lifetime to clean up what you did in the last lifetime and 10 and 20, 30 embodiments ago. How many of you have had that intimation from God that this is the lifetime when you should make your ascension? Look at all of you in this room. This is a marvelous show of hands. It's an attestation to the figure of Archangel Gabriel in your life, and you should cherish and treasure that and get a picture of Archangel Gabriel, one of the old master's paintings, and keep it somewhere where you say, Hi, Gabriel, every day. Thanks for letting me know. Thanks for telling me. Now I know where I'm going and why I need to be doing what I'm doing, even if it's not always the most pleasant task that I could choose. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. 
The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Well, you've just had a little visit here from the angels of the Internet. Um, (laughs) Sorry about that, folks. We had a bit of a glitch, and uh, we were off for a short time, but we're back. And we are talking about angels, archangels, everything angels. And when we left before the break, we were listening to an excerpt from a lecture on how to contact angels by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. And it reminds us that we have quite a few materials that you can um, have. Um, There are some CDs, some DVDs. We've got many, many books. I want to tell you in particular that uh, we have um, Talk with Angels, which is a book by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, which is the basis for the outline for this entire series. And that is one you can go directly to if you go to tsl.org slash angels and you, you'll find that book, Talk with Angels. It's a wonderful book. It's just full of all kinds of great information about angels on all levels, from very personal to very cosmic. In addition to that, we've got, as I said, we've got a CD um, series, I believe, a DVD series on how to work with angels. We've even got an angels coloring book. So if you want to go to tsl.org slash bookstore, Simply input the keyword angels, and it'll take you to a bunch of great stuff, including little pocket guides, how to work with angels. We've got a lot of things anyway. But now that we've got some extra time here, let's go back for a moment. We wanted, we wanted to talk about what the archangels do, and in the course of this series, we'll explore this for all of them. But today we're focusing on Archangel Michael. So one of the things we wanted to focus on, what are the spiritual gifts that you can request of Archangel Michael in his Archaea faith? And uh, David, why don't you start out there? You <clears throat> Well, well obviously faith. <laughs> faith is a very important thing, you yeah. know. It, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen, you know. God gave us faith when, you know, we had created so much karma for ourselves and we could no longer see him and experience him. And so faith is like that magic arc from your light to the heart of God, to Archangel Michael, and to whoever you're closest to in the spirit realm. And, you know, your faith is what you make it, isn't it? So Well, it is. And, I, you know, we often refer to things like faith as mantles, that if we ask for this mantle of faith, will, discipline, power, constancy, transmutation, discernment, love, all these things that Archangel Michael brings us, we ask for the mantle to descend in our, into our consciousness. Is that fair it's, to say? It's very important. You know, you ask and you shall receive. And yeah. I think the thing we've tried to emphasize on the show here, you know, for many years is that this really, this relationship that you have with God, this relationship <clears throat> that you have with the angels, it's really what you make it. Yeah. It's like the greatest do-it-yourself kit, spiritual do-it-yourself <laughs> kit on the planet, without a doubt. So, you know, the spiritual yeah. gifts from Archangel Michael and his angels, you know, freedom from fear and self-doubt, yeah. to strengthen your faith, the perfection of your soul, the clearing of the burdens in your soul. I think we don't realize that, you know, the baggage that we carry, you know, with, with our psychology, with the circumstances and situation in our lives, the, the struggle that oftentimes we have trying to sort things out, that the angels really are waiting for us to simply ask them for their help. You know, and we'll learn a lot more beside, on the other rays besides what Archangel Michael can do. But for I think for, for so many people that I've met on this path over the last 39 years, for me, Archangel Michael seems to be the guy. Well, he's, he's the, the defender the, of the faith. The defender of faith, yeah, yeah, he is. He yeah. is the defender of faith. And even Archangel Arche, Arche, Arche Faith, you know, I did a whole service one time just on faith. And what, what I was so moved about was the, the building of this arc of faith and devotion that each one of us, you know, has mm-hmm. to create on our own. You know, you, you like, you, you know, your faith can be like a little spider web or it can be the size of a cable that holds up the bridge. And so how you weave that faith through your devotion, through how you practice your life, you know, your relationship to others, <clears throat> all of the things, the impressions that you give upon life and all of the prayers that you give toward God, all these things help to build this you know, this arc of faith. And yeah. that's the thing that holds you in your in your times of greatest challenge, the times when you're going through specific, you know, challenging times in your karma. So faith is, is critical for all of us. You know, I want to bring up another point too here about Archangel Michael's role. You know, as we all know that in the fall of the angels, he was the principal defender of 
the faith. He was God's general who cast Lucifer and his rebel angels, you know, out of heaven. Those demons, if you will, those fallen angels are still around, and we can still call to Archangel Michael to defend us in our encounters with these, whether we are aware of them or not. I think it's so important, Tom, you know, we think about habit, the simple element of habit, mm-hmm. you know, for example, whether it's a smoking habit, a drinking habit, you know, you can come up with as many mm-hmm. habits and burdens that we have on our souls and people are always asking a question, how can I get through this, get over this? And so the call to Archangel Michael, the call to the sword of blue flame, the call to faith, you know, to clear yourself of these records and to cut you free in the same way that Archangel Michael cleared the realms of heaven from the rebellious angels and cast them down into these lower octaves. So here we are, we find ourselves today, the sum total of all we've ever (laughs) been, you know, with our karma and our psychology. And so this is the opportunity in this cycle of time and history, you know, of the turning of the worlds of the passing from Pisces to Aquarius, where we have this unique opportunity from God to realize these special gifts and the inner intercession of the angels. Indeed. And by the way, knowing you're going to be here today, I've been kind of waiting to ask you this question about the fact that, you know, when we see Archangel Michael, he has a sword in his hand. The sword has become quite an iconic symbol for us in terms of our devotions. The sword of Archangel Michael to cut us free. You want to talk about, about that? Because I know that's one of the loves of your your, your focus spiritual spirituality is Sword-like. Well, what the messengers teach us is that everywhere, everywhere <laughs> you don't work today. <laughs> yeah, what we learn, what we learn through the messengers and from the masters, is that everywhere in Scripture where you see sword, S W O R D, sword is an engram for sacred word. Mm. And so, what the swords represent, the swords of the archangels, they represent precipitated fire, the energy of God, that's wielded on behalf of the sons of God who ask for their intercession. And so. Um, like, for example, in the great lore of, of King Arthur and Excalibur, Excalibur is actually Latin, which means out of the white light or the steely white light of the mother. It's the precipitated fire, the white fire of the ascension current. And so Archangel Michael has his own sword. The messengers taught us to you know, have our own sword as well, whether it happens to be an Excalibur sword or a smaller sword, to use a physical sword to clear ourselves of energy. This is a very ancient teaching. It goes all the way back. It was, it was really released more recently through um, Elena Rourke, and she talks about the use of the sword in the Agni Yoga books and the importance of this. And so, um, again, these, these, are, these are nothing new. This was something that was very integral in the Golden Ages. It's something that has been there waiting for us to implement. So, sword, the sacred word, yeah. the use of the sword for clearing of the way, you know, and I can tell you holding a sword and using a sword in my prayers to Archangel Michael, you really and truly, you know, feel one with the angels. Well, and I do want to make the point that this is not an ornament. I mean, this is definitely a tool of faith. And even, uh, and I and I do believe it has to be uh, uh, stainless steel. And even if you have a stainless steel uh, a knife off of your dinnerware, you can use that and kind of go around your body if you want to cut yourself free from anything negative, right? I mean, what's the science there? Well, we emphasize too, you know, you want to be very careful because, you know, some things are sharp. So, you know, be very <laughs> mindful of what you're doing. But the science is... Yeah, it doesn't need to be sharp. It, what it, we've it, learned from, the, from, from Elena Rourke and from, from many of the mystics, entities and discarnates don't like the sharpened sword or the, or the stainless steel. And what it does is it's a way to disconnect you. So if you, if you imagine tentacles of this energy that's draining your light, the sword descends and it shatters the tentacles. It cuts you free. You know, we have this visualization mm-hmm. of the smoking entity, you know, as a, as like a, looks like a tobacco worm, you know, all connected in with a spine. This sword will actually literally chop away much like you might, you know, clear away uh, anything that's, you know, connected to you in some fashion disconnecting from that energy and, yeah, and it's, a, vi- it's a, a vine on the side of a building a you great could, example yeah. of that yeah how you would clear a vine off of a building yeah you know it's a, it's the a very same visualization so we know Archangel Michael is the being of power and he wields a sword of power faith determination will discipline all those wonderful things and also he can be called upon to free us or at least protect us from dangers so I want to kind of leave us with that point. We'll come back to this after a short break. I want to talk about Archangel Michael and the ways in which we can gain practical assistance. Okay, so please stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. 
They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thank you all for staying with us. We are back and we're talking today, as we have been for a few weeks now, we'll continue for a few weeks more on angels. These are the ministers that God created for us for our safety, our certainty of getting back home to the heart of God. They're here to help us to realize our divine potential. One of the things that Archangel Michael is known for is, in terms of practical assistance, protection. So let's talk a bit about that, you know, how we can utilize his protection and uh, kind of have it be, I want to say at our beck and call, of course, but as long as what we're asking for is lawful. He's there. I think it's really important to recognize, Tom, that it's not just personal protection, but people pray to Archangel Michael for the protection of their homes, Mm -hmm. their nations, the world. Uh, You know, we've seen many things out pictured over the course of the centuries, and I think um, the IM activity during the time of the the Second World War prayed tremendously to Archangel Michael for the protection of freedom on the planet, for the, you know, for the protection of, you know, right versus the darkness that we all saw in the Second World War. And so there are many stories of the calls to the angels that were made. The same thing, you know, for, for through the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, you know, we prayed, you know, c- continuously to deal with the issues of communism, socialism, the burdens that, that, that take away freedom from the planet. And so the archangels are there and, the, and his, their legions are there. And I think we, you know, yes, it's important to pray for our own personal mm-hmm. protection and you, he's there when you need him, but also to pray daily, you know, for the protection of you know, souls all over the world. Yeah, and we're not just talking about physical protection. We're talking about psychic protection, you know, mm-hmm. spiritual protection, psychological, mental, emotional, you know, all the ways in which we can be beset by negativity, by demons, if you will, by situations and circumstances. Archangel Michael can be there to serve in that regard no matter what. And I've talked to many, many people, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people who had various different uh, stories about the intercession of Archangel Michael, you know, whether it happened mm-hmm. to be when they lost control of their car. It happened to uh, me. I give that yeah, I've had two of those situations, whether they, they um, you know, were dealing with a tremendously uh, difficult situation with another individual, whether it happened to be a habit they're trying to free themselves from. Mm-hmm. And they've shared their stories about their, their diligence with the sword, their, their prayers, you know, their surrender, their intercession, you know, asking for God in all things, you know, for all levels of their being and their awareness and amazing stories of, of freedom and success. Right? And well, let's, let's take it up a notch here, too. How about Archangel Michael in terms of world leadership, world government? This is another place we can ask for his assistance. Is Absolutely, not? you know. I think I think we, when we talk about, we don't only have to go back just a little bit to the most recent elections. You know, I think there's a certain element of patriotism. You know, and every people, every 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 person of every nation understands this concept of patriotism. And I think there was an uprising of that and a feeling of that. Uh, you know, in the recent elections, when we talk about our police force, when we talk about which he, he sponsors the police officers, when we talk about our military, he's there for the protection of our military. Anytime, you know, you think about this concept of defending faith, defending freedom, the opportunity that our, our Constitution affords us, you feel the light in the presence of Archangel Michael, no mm-hmm. doubt. Okay, now, I know that I teased this about 20 <laughs> minutes ago. I'd like to come back to it now because the, one of the great things about the uh, Archangel Michael is his path to the heart of God. And uh, when you we were first uh, talking about this subject at the beginning of the show, David, you mentioned the three kingdoms. And one of the kingdoms is the elemental kingdom. And Archangel Michael didn't start out as an archangel. Instead, he started out very humble beginnings. <laughs> 
Is that not an understatement? <laughs> well, he he started out in the elemental kingdom, and you know his responsibility was a blade of grass. Now, imagine all of you out there listening, how easy life would be if all you were responsible for was one blade of grass. But I think the important thing of the story of Archangel Michael is that God, you know, created these kingdoms and created the sons of God with the idea of expanding his own consciousness, his own awareness of, you know, of himself and and of life, and so. You know, the evolution of the sons and daughters of God, the evolution and, and the progression in the angelic kingdom, in the elemental kingdom, we learn that, that you know, the elementals have an opportunity to earn their threefold flames, to serve within various kingdoms and to rise up. And this is the great mercy and the great glory, I think, mm-hmm. when we understand these kingdoms of God. And so… You know, when Archangel Michael speaks of something, he knows what he's talking about. He's, yeah, he's been through, you know, he's been through the through the vast realms of this. And so, you know, we even learn of the angels incarnating. We learn of, of, of a number of angels incarnating and their stories. You know, Archangel Michael was a very big part of Joan of Arc, the whole story of Joan of Arc. You know, he was the angel that appeared to her that, that, that released the message from God for her mission. And was there in the end when she was you know, burned at the stake and he told her to simply breathe in the smoke so she wouldn't have to feel the burn right. of the fire. And so these great stories of his intercession, you know, all throughout history are, are just remarkable. Well, and I think, too, one of the reasons that I bring the point up is that we have talked many times about hierarchy and the fact that consciousness itself is transcendent, that we're continuously evolving, if you will, transcending ourselves. It's not something that's static. It's not a state we attain and we're done. In in Mark Angel Michael's case, of course, he went from the very humblest beginnings to the very highest exalted state. The point here being that we all have the same potential. Again, we're talking about the angels helping us to realize our divine potential. Angels have realized their divine potential as well. Some of us could be from the kingdom of man and some of us could be from the kingdom of the angels, mm-hmm. as I understand, because uh, many times the angels will say, I need to go down there. I need to embody. <laughs> and so they will embody through a physical form into a physical form and be able to help us. I mean, how many times in the course of a life have we heard somebody say, well, you're just an angel yeah, or that yeah. person looks like an angel, you know? I mean, there's more reality there than… Totally. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I don't mean to be facetious about this, but I wonder what an angel does when they decide to do that. If they have to go through some kind of cosmic civil service, they go, okay, I've got to take a test now so I can become embodied well, they, as a human. They jump in line before the karmic board <laughs> right. and, and they say, excuse me, I have a pass. i, I got to go. Yeah, they've got a little <laughs> card in their hand. Well, remember, I want to go next. Remember, their mission is to help the sons of God. And so right. when, when the fall of man happened and, the, you know, the fourth root race fell and so forth, you know, they wanted to come save us in any way they possibly can. And for some angels, they felt it was called to, to incarnate. And so um, we see them throughout culture. They're, they're everywhere. And, and I think this thing is very true. You know, people make that very sim- similar comment. They look very angelic or they seem very angelic well, or very wispy, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, there is some risk involved. Here, this is not something that right. they, they go and they just decide, I'm done, I can go back. Right. They can lose touch with their divinity, can they not? They can. They can make karma. And they have, in fact, they have made karma mm-hmm. just like the, our souls have made karma. So this is the great challenge. Well, uh, even the Elohim have been known to do that from time to time. Well, <laughs> like, we talked about Hercules. You yes. know, we talked about the incarnation of Hercules. It's a very rare thing, I might add. Yeah. But, uh, and, and I know that um, I think Mother Mary... But he, he made karma. He had a guess basically re-embodied a couple of times. It took him it took him three rounds to recover from the first round. So <laughs> it's true, something. yes. So this is a dangerous place. I guess we're trying to make the point, you know, the earth is a tough schoolroom. Well, you know, we have Archangel Michael, and we can actually ask Archangel Michael to help the angels that have incarnated. I mean, we can pray mm-hmm. to him to cut free, you know, angels from his band, from all the other bands of the of the archangels. You know, the angelic kingdom, and, and um, you know, that's been a lot of the work that we've done here in the Summit Lighthouse is to pray for their freedom. You know, one of the things we're going to do before the series is over is we're going to talk about listening angel, guardian angel. You know, we might was, there's lots of different kinds of angels that we could probably have some fun with just discussing because these are the ones that are with us every moment of every day. These are the ones that are guardian Sarah, for example. Mine's, mine, his name is Marty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's, it's so personal. And it's yeah. almost mundane in a way, but it's not. You know, we, we well think about the great artists of the the great artists of history. You know, and all of the paintings we have of the yeah. angelic kingdom of the seraphim. You know, the, and the cherubim, the little ones of the cherubim. Mm-hmm. You know, through the pink ray, and then the seraphim of the white ray. You know, and the size of these angels, the majesty of these oh, angels, my. the way they've been described by, you know, seers who have seen them, and and you know, the the wings actually as as a means of propellant through. 
or you know propulsion through the realms of spirit and and j- just amazing stories really. which one which ones are the the, the fat little baby the ones that look cherubs, like fat little cherubs, baby cherubs yeah. yeah with little wings cherubs that's how i relate to them yeah very fat cheeks <laughs> <laughs> they're so cute they are i know but you know i i think that that when we imagine angels we try imagine them to a certain extent within the limits of our imagination i'm not sure that they would actually look like that but that's what they were seem to look like if we were to actually see them yeah but in reality i mean wings or no wings they, they, they could look like a regular person and exactly. they're great stories of angels appearing and assisting people out of nowhere and then when they turn around to thank them they're not there yeah. they well, just disappear and that was what i was going to get to because we we mentioned this last week too is that sometimes we entertain angels unaware that's right it's a very very important point in scripture <laughs> yeah. You yeah. never know who you're talking to, do yeah. you, Tom? Well, you two, you two guys <laughs> could be. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Yeah. yeah, you never know. That little bulge in my shirt, you know, that's... <laughs> been tucking his wings in for a long time. <laughs> you know, and I want, I want to tell the people uh, that we've got so many products here. I oh, know you we? mentioned them, you know, but... I think we but, had maybe 20. Do we have, you know, just just go to the bookstore and what's the, what's the best link well, for... Well, I think tsl.org slash bookstore is your quickest route. And then there's a search bar there. Just put in angels, and you'll get a, a lot of different choices. And I want to remind you again, if you want to go directly to Talk With Angels, tsl.org slash angels and you. It's about time we uh, said goodbye, isn't it already? Oh, well, it just, is. <laughs> one, one last thought I was thinking, you know, one of the great uh, pieces of artwork and stories is um, Doré's, you know, Dante's Divine Comedy, and Gustave Doré was the artist for that. And so if you look at Dante's Divine Comedy, you can type it in and go into the internet. You can see some of the most amazing etchings of angels, and some of these etchings will look like the clouds you've seen in the oh, night yeah. sky. It's a yeah. very, it's a phenomenal piece. That's, that's a good point. Thanks for bringing that up, because there are all kinds of ways we can entertain angels. <laughs> as long as you, they entertain us. And if you're an angel out there listening to this, <laughs> stay in touch with us. Let us know what's going on. We are at webradio at tsl.org. <clears throat> Excuse me, webradio at tsl.org. Yes, we are, and we'll respond. We will. And though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.